Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. Today, we bring you a very special friend. His name is Dr. Pradeep Kumar. He is a scientist, author, and the CEO of Downsfield, which is actually a, a global business and trade development firm that specializes in helping businesses expand and reach their full potential. So I've been spending a lot of time lately with Pradeep here in London, and I love his background, his experience in the commerce space. And I know he has tons of experience when it comes to risk mitigation which is actually going to be today's episode a topic, and we're going to be diving in some of the key points around that, right? So let me introduce you, Pradeep. Thank you very much for being here. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm always excited to spend time with you. Um, Winnie, I was yeah. talking Winnie, my yeah. fellow. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a pleasure. I mean, to be honest, uh, the last couple of months, we've been spending so much time together at different events. Uh, in a good way, guys, what... in a good way. <laughs> Yeah, in the good way, 100%. But yeah, I just love uh, your journey so far, how you've basically been changing industries in the last couple of years and your great impact in all of them. So if you can briefly just quickly introduce yourself, just tell our audience who you are, your background, and how you landed in the Amazon world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my background is a bit crazy. Um, I dropped out of high school to concentrate on lifting weights, got in a bit of trouble when I was young, as you do. Then at 21, I decided to go back to school. Um, then I just worked. Uh, I, I tell people the sales uh, life is a sales um, game, a numbers game, and a risk game. So I just yeah. made phone calls. Um, um, and in four years from a dropout, I managed to get to Oxford. And Oxford, I was a, I done science. I looked at age, bio, aging biology, discovered some drugs. And then awesome. I said, you know what? If this is life, I'm going to take it to a first step, uh, step further. Went to Harvard, went to Sorbonne in uh, France, went to the Hebrew in Israel. And I was like, wow, this, you know, life is about risk, numbers, and yeah. sales. And then I thought, you know what, what can I do better and bigger? And I discovered drugs and I loved business um, because I was always a hustler from a young age. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, yeah, then I became VP for global biotech. I grew that company very well, 80% in sales. Um, in the first year, and then I done a lot of M&A deals and mergers. I still kept my R&D um, passion, academia, so uh, I done that. Then I got stuck in the pandemic, and long story cut short. Those who heard me speak, um, I had a very interesting introduction to e-commerce. Got stuck in the pandemic in China. I got to know factory owners, and I said, "Hey, let me see your numbers." And numbers were crazy. <laughs> Um, I took that risk element and I started my own company. So it's been a fascinating journey. And what I do very well is I go to new industries or reinvent myself, um, following my passion and the data. And I look at where, how a niche or how an industry thinks, where the holes are and where to mitigate risk and scale quickly. 
I'm a big believer in going hard and fast. And as you know, Vinny, I, I tell people life is short. So yeah. you've got to find the opportunities, got to mitigate those risks and grow quickly and scale, then leverage and scale again. Um, so I advise a lot of CEOs in business on those things. I advise a lot of private families and family offices on risk uh, investment and where Great. to mitigate risk. And, and now I'm doing that e-commerce. I'm loving building my own business uh, and brand. Uh, we're looking at also advice on some acquisitions as well. So that's where I am. And hopefully today we'll talk about some risk uh, on that's the Amazon awesome. e-commerce side. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing your journey. I mean, yeah, I love everything you achieved so far. And to be honest, I'm very proud of you. I always tell you that. And, and yes, 100%. Have, this, is when you, have, this is when you give me a big hug on screen. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> So yeah, and I love also the fact you, that you keep mes mentioning the risk, taking risk, taking risk. All business that we do in life is all about taking risk and also at the same time understanding the mitigation we need to do to also find the opportunity in that risk that we bring to our lives. So I think that's why I think today's topic is such an important thing to bring to Amazon sellers because I think a lot of people, when they think about starting a business on Amazon, they just focus on the fancy numbers, the profit, I'm going to sell my product, all that. But realistically, they don't have a plan to mitigate risk, which 100% is going to be risk involved, which we're going to be touching today. And it will be awesome to get your insights about what are the things Amazon sellers can do to avoid this from basically ruining their Amazon business journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I used to have students, I used to have staff members, I had 600 staff globally. I, you know, I used to have uh, uh, friends in hard circumstances, in good circumstances. And you see that risk is everywhere, right? Not in just business. You cross the road is a risk, right? Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you make those strategic choices? How do you kind of address your fears? Fear is good. Adrenaline is good. But how do you make those strategic choices and mitigate the risk? And I, I modeled this on my Amazon journey. And I think there's five factors, right? I think it comes down to five things. Those five things are at the start. How do you mitigate the risk? How do you mitigate cash flow? People don't talk about cash flow enough. Very you know, Business is, is a cash flow business, any business, but Amazon particularly. How do you mitigate the fight? I call it the fight, the middle phase where you defend your business against competition. How do you mitigate risk on the fourth phase with the expand? How do you, expansion is very important. And the fifth phase is exit. Now, I haven't exited Amazon business, e-commerce business, but I've negotiated 60 deals, M&A deals, I've exited business in big pharma areas, so I can advise on that as well. And what I do that, that's my bread and butter. So, you know, I, I like to break this down to five things and keep it short and concise and try to help people here. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I think, um, to be honest, uh, risk mitigation in the Amazon space, especially during the launch phase, I mean, that's such an important phase of any business specifically amazon because if you don't take in consideration the risk and then the thing you're going to be touching next which is cash flow we all know in amazon if you don't have cash flow you're dead i mean if you don't have the cash flow to keep funding your inventory your advertising your strategies your basically business strategy you're gonna die that's the reality if people have more funding than you there's no way you can survive that so it will be interesting to hear uh, basically your advice on these areas and see what some of the tips you can give us so people can feel more confident when jumping into this journey, yeah? Yeah, when I talk <laughs> about a start, I obviously there's, there'll be people watching, newbies watching who want to start their own brand and business, go for it, guys. And also I meant start, if you're already an experienced person, who am I? Compared to you guys, I'm just a sheep, yeah? 
mm-hmm. you guys are both. But I think also launching new brands and products will also have risk. And what I yeah. talk to people about is obviously I'm a, I'm a scientist from research, research, research. You do your numbers on helium ten, jungle scout. Yeah. You do your numbers financially and stuff. But I believe the greatest risk mitigation is about who you know. If you know mm. the right people and you know the right game, uh, you know how to mitigate that risk. And I tell you why. I know that when I first started toys or face masks, everyone's like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. But I knew my numbers because I knew direct factory rig, uh, links and Huge. direct uh, direct logistics for forwarders. So I tell people the greatest thought you can have know is obviously do your numbers research. We already know get the right categories, but your keyword compared to your direct relationship is more important. I call it the keyword direct relationship ratio. If you find the right mm-hmm. keyword, that's fine, but the ratio has to be as as much or more in terms of direct relationship with factories and logistics because those will get your numbers done even more. Right? Are you yeah. talking to a trade company with a one-man army on Alibaba in some yeah. uh, in Hong Kong, or are you talking <laughs> to a direct relationship using WeChat, right? Which every Chinese person has, particularly factory owners who probably don't know speak English, and That's they're right. in the middle of nowhere. Are you talking to the right people? Are Are you in the right areas? Shenzhen, Shenzhen does electronics, right? Shanghai area might do something else. The northern is more fabrics, so you need to be in the right area. With the right factory and have direct relationships. If that means you finding someone to upwork, do it. If that means you go to your local Chinatown and get someone to WeChat in Chinese, you do it, right? But you try yeah. to find direct relationship. That will mitigate risk. You build those networks, mitigate risk. That's Obviously, right. Risk to mitigate from start is actually if you have trade assurance in Alibaba. Mm-hmm. But if you do the right direct keyword research as well. And you have a good ROI. We look at ROIs between 120 to 150 percent, right?、Mm-hmm. Uh, because that will help you cut the、uh, PPC risk as well. Right. <coughs> and logistic, if something goes wrong, that's very important. And when you start it, please start off also looking at direct relationship with three PLs and、mm. people. Your black book of factory should be as much. The numbers should be as much as. The same as you have、uh, numbers in people you know in logistics in China and three peers out of China, because、mm. that's when you know you can maneuver certain things. The supply chain issue in Shanghai did not affect us because we knew people in, in down south and north, and、yeah. my factories knew people as well. So for、yeah. each factory you have, you should have four more factories helping you. So the start,、awesome. I always say, know your why, think big smartly, learning curve. You have to learn quickly and just you know do it. And know who you know, and make sure you do your keyword research very well. Your numbers have to be right, and make sure you have direct relationship. And those relationship will mitigate risk. And also make sure your idea is unique because everyone thinks they have a unique idea. They don't. Check、yeah. the competition. It sounds stupid, but seriously, people come up to me saying this idea is unique. But all you have to do is Google Amazon. It's not unique. Your head thinks it's unique. Your friends and family tell you unique, but you're not that special. I'm sorry. But、yeah. <laughs> go, go, go look at the actual logic and data to see if you're special. So that's how I say, you know, start, start. But please start, because then you pull the trigger, then you direct the bullet, as I say to people. Yeah, I know. But you pull the trigger first. 
Yeah, I, I love that you keep bringing to the table relationships. I think for sure, most of the people that had issues with the supply chain is people that they just saw the suppliers as a transaction point and that's it. They, they were not talking to them on a daily basis or having a relationships or they were, didn't have a physical presence going directly to China as you have done in the past and, and people you already know. And I think when you don't have that relationship, the reality is that when things get very bad, like it was happening in the last couple of months, they're gonna prioritize their friends. They're gonna prioritize the net, the close network. So people that just doesn't have that relationship, I think for sure is where it can completely destroy your business during these you know, scenarios, right? The problem, Vinny, is I see people, right? That, you know, I can come here, I, I'm no expert. I can do your, you know, PPC, purple click. I can talk about ranking. I can talk about category. Yeah. I can talk about all these numbers, right? Maybe I'm not an expert. But what people don't talk about e-commerce and what I've seen in any industry I've transitioned into is when there's a risk, when there's a problem, the first thing I'm doing is emailing someone, phoning right. someone or contacting someone. Maybe it's a mentor, a guru or a lawyer or accountant or a supply chain person or, you know, a, a, a banker. But it's all relationships. And anyone that can mitigate the risk, the clever people know this might be the risk. These are the people that I go to before the risk of comes about. So it's about mitigating the risk and knowing who can go you can go to before it comes. So that's where relationships are important and yeah, people just 100%. don't get it. Hundred percent. I love that. Hundred percent. Awesome. So yeah, I think that first uh, phase is super important, and I think now we can start transitioning into the second part, which is also which is super important, which I believe is a cash flow, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I yeah, I, I, I give a lot of, I give single lectures to CEOs <laughs> and companies on cash flow, yeah. particularly smaller ones developing because, you know, we live in a very great Western world. We have freedoms, but everyone can start a business, right? But the number one thing everyone gets stuck on is cash flow. Yeah, no 100%. matter where you mm -hmm. come from, no matter who you know, it's the cash flow, mm -hmm. how you manage cash flow. So with Amazon business, from personal experience, you know, I, you know it also is very hard because you get bi-monthly payments, right? So yeah, that's, that's very right. hard. You, as I say to people, keep it in the game so you can play the game. If you don't have enough in the game, you can't play the game. So don't spend it on yourself or anything else. Don't spend it straight away on the product research. I just talked to an expert and I talked to her about um, the business, a great business, but um, they went out and spent quickly and kind of spread them thin. So they got several products that might be great, but they didn't cost you on cash flow. So cash flow mm. is king and cash is king and if you keep it in the game. One thing I tell people, I have to mitigate it straight off the bat is people are obsessed with PPC, the right ones with some, uh, with your pay uh, cost per click. Please don't, I hate that. Uh, <clears throat> it's a pet <laughs> kind of uh, peeve for me. I look at cost per acquisition. Look That's at right. CPA, please, people. If you look at CPC, you're... you're with the market trends. If you look at CPA, you can actually predict it uh, and say, you know what, this is too many clicks. This is cutting into our margin. It's going this way, it's going that way. We seriously need to do something about it because they can have five clicks and, and no sales. So yeah. monitor it very seriously. Try to get your CPA number um, and then you realize that, oh, oh shit, you know, where's the money going, right? Yeah. In terms of cash flow, I use daily, weekly allowances. Some company allow you to give daily, weekly allowances. So if you're stuck and you're really new, 
some companies can allow you to have the daily percent a percentage 70% upwards of mm -hmm. your daily Amazon revenue so you're getting money daily or weekly that will help right. you keep cash flow going in <clears throat> I, I you know I'm a master at leveraging financing so inventory invoice financing equipment financing bank debt financing so use what whoever you know whatever you know to leverage certain aspects to get other people's money opm and use it towards your advantage you're not being nasty you're not being savvy it's called business right so That's what right. you do is if you're a newbie as i tell people you know i think it's tony robbins who says it's not the greatest thing is not about the lack of resources but you've got to be resourceful That's so right. being resourceful is very important so if you're a newbie, you don't have any experience, you say, hey, Vinny, hey, Pradeep, you know, do you know someone, someone big or someone medium? Say, you know what? I'm working with this guy. Here's what his trade history is. Here's what all his invoices is. Hey, China Factory, this is kind of volumes I'll do. Can you help me? Can you give me a 30%, 40% upfront and the rest line of credit? They're like, who are you? Not, not who I am. <laughs> this is the guy I'm working with. This is who he is. So use that right if you can't then what you do is get a bit of trading history then go to an invoice financer go to your local government local governments or national governments in any country we try to help here's my invoice here's my po this is what i need give me the money use it to buy your stock come in right yeah yeah if you're doing i tell you if you're doing fifty thousand more in usd in china there is no way you should not be paying 100 percent upfront. you should be paying a bit less and negotiating your volume and the money you're sending in to actually get discount so uh or line of credit so invoice financing inventory financing is very important and also one thing people don't know is chinese factories other factories also want you to give some kind of money up front to change your molds or equipment i call this equipment right. financing. i yeah. used it in pharma a lot so if you give some money from your property say hey make a new mold for me hey make a new product Hey, you know, if you patent this, you can get exclusive rights in China, but I get the rest of the world. And if I give you this equipment financing, you need to give me se severe discounts on my, on my kind of product, right? So That's then right. you make that cash flow, you mitigate the risk. So you say, oh, if something goes wrong, I know I have exclusivity in this place, right? So yeah. you find ways to save money and also make cash flow come in, right? That's correct. And if you have other businesses and other assets, Try to leverage that with the bank. Don't put it on the risk. Say, look, this is my PO invoice. This is mm -hmm. what we place in front of you, right? And I've got these assets or I got this inventory. I got this here. This is not going to be a security, but this is an example of what I can liquidate to pay this debt. Can you pay this invoice down? And it's up to you to convince the bank or banker or line of credit facilitator saying, this guy is, or this girl is better to give this money because they got this asset on the side. Use your already existing inventory if you don't want to put your house on sale or anything. Which yeah. is, <laughs> use yeah, the existing sure. inventory as um, as a asset or liability. So then you can have that cyclical turning. So that's one yeah. way to improve cash flow. Yeah, so that's and I think yeah and, and i love all those strategies and i think i mean we all know uh, the 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 excuse of saying i cannot scale because of cash flow nowadays is not anymore valid because i'm pretty sure that you as me on a daily basis get a uh, reach out by uh, in financial institutions 
that they specialize on provide deploying capital for Amazon businesses. So I'm pretty sure that if you mix that uh, those companies with everything that you just explained, is cash flow shouldn't be an issue in 2022, right? No, no, it shouldn't. And people are raising money just to be uh, e-commerce banks, right? Or providers right. of so that 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 is not a problem. Uh, what what is needed is for the person to um, we touch on this expand wisely. Um, That's right. So, so you have to start the new deal with the cash flow. The third, yeah. I always say, is uh, is the fight, is the defense. How you defend your mm -hmm. business against competition. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so with Amazon itself, Winnie, I talk about certain things. Obviously, you have ranking, you have yeah. keywords and badges. You need to do your listing SEO has to be on point, and you got to have, deal with black hats, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. There is no way I believe. Obviously, I think ranking, listing, keyword, and badges. I think people don't understand that your SEO has to be sometimes weekly or monthly adjustments. You can't just copy and paste something in and just let it go, right? You got yeah, to be active. Sure. You got to look at your whatever you use, Jungle Sky, Helium, whatever you use, Merchant Words, whatever. So your mm -hmm. SEO is on point and changing all the time. Your keywords are changing all the time, and you got to look at your competitors' listing to see what their title is uh, and how that's changing as well. So that's very important. Now, one thing I'm very big on is uh, obviously, come on, trademark and brand registry is very important. Yes, that's key. Yeah. yeah. But I tell people that's not the only key. You need to make sure your IP is registered across the world. Your mm. IP is actually in China if you have any IP. And you protect your domain and your name in China as well, right? Super and people important. say, oh, you know what? You can't do that in China. It doesn't matter. I've been in China, lived in China. <laughs> it's actually strict rules. People are not. People actually follow certain rules, particularly if you have your .cn, .hk, I forgot uh, Taiwan and Hong Kong yeah. one. If you register those domains in your company name and also you get the good lawyers to do it and your trademark, that will stand somewhat, right? And you need to have that defensibility in the Far East and across the world. And that's very important. And I'm sorry, black hats will come. People will come if you're not yeah. very niche area you can't stop it you've got to deal with it i think that's where i i always say you need the best consultants gurus and lawyers you know if i go into a new field or new um, adventure first thing i do is look at staff and look at who the gurus are and who the best lawyers and accountants are because i know i can leverage that that's direct relationships again and they will help yeah. me mitigate risk so those are the important people and awesome. good Field-specific lawyers are very important for that defensibility. So you should have one for patent. You should have one for consulting. And you should have one for risk. You might have different ones for different fields. You should have one for suspension, maybe. So different yeah. people will have different uh, abilities. So that's important as well. And the final thing I say is you got to email, phone, and harass Amazon. You know, that call me <laughs> now, you harass them, and you got to be on their case. And sometimes yeah. it does take you paying money to a top consultant to get to the higher ranks of Amazon to get that direct email to that VP of that particular category to look at your um, issues. That's what yeah. it takes. Uh, yeah, I totally agree that the maintenance and defense step is super important because <laughs> I feel sometimes people do the first uh, steps right, like the cash flow, the scale and everything. But once they get there, they get comfortable. They don't check their PPC as often. They don't check the listings, as you mentioned. They don't check the trademarks that is done globally. And then when the competition comes, when the hijackers come, 
that's where your risk mitigation wasn't done and with your business you go downwards right <laughs> remember it comes down to who you know when you're yeah. in deep trouble right you can't be wasting time thinking about who you can phone you should have those people on roller decks already yeah you should go within one minute to two minutes if you don't get a solution if yeah. you've done the networking even if you don't know you should know someone who knows so you know that's hey right. winnie what's up who can i call who can i go to so you know that's, that's the proper way love that love that awesome so so we covered already uh, the first one which is the scale the cash flow the maintenance and protection which one do you think are other points people should take in consideration yeah the next one also to... depends and people <coughs> i talk about this a lot in different fields and ceos mm -hmm. is how you expand Mm. expansion is a massive risk right and i think expansion should be quick manageable but has to be the right direction right yeah you know uh, I, I, you know i like to point to the second world war hitler could have won that war but he's a mm. bit too greedy he went to the he went left and right and he went into russia there's land upon land and his timing was bad his winter so that expansion there was no risk mitigation there. There's false sure. advice knowledge, right? So the thing is, you know, in war, in business, the same thing. It's about where to expand, which direction, and how to respond. And, you know, one thing I like to talk about is Jeff Bezos. He talked about, not ROI, he talked about ROR, return mm. on risk. So if you're taking a risk, like what's that. the return? It's not mm. return on investment. Because sometimes it's not your investment. It's actually a risk. So, right. so return of risk. So what I say is that you have to experiment wisely in your head first. One of the keys that you know, stood me out is I used to take so, many, so much time, hours upon hours uh, during my PhD to look at the experiment, all the variables and all the resources I can collect. I wanted to execute it once and that's it. Where everyone else will be executing many times. I executed once, collected the data, and I knew I had everything, resources from the experiments in place right so i can go again and again and again mm. so it's about how you can experiment wisely in your head and know which direction so that comes down to your research maybe on helium 10 jungle scout whatever see what direction right. what mark is doing what's your competition and play that book out and say okay if i go to europe i'll go to australia if i go to japan if i go to where who do i know which 3pl can i use what's your ppc what's your cost per acquisition what's the market should I just go UK and Germany? Shall I go yeah. France or Spain? And then yeah. go slow and experiment wisely. If you launch, you've got to spend on launch. So cash is king. So that's very 100%. important. One thing I realized, I don't know if you, if you actually helped me on this video, if you the same thoughts. I actually helped me going aggressively, uh, stocking up in Q2, going aggressively in Q3. But, so by Q3, at the end, I'm already ranking and my inventory capacity is higher, so Q4 right. is easier. So That's I right. go stock up in Q2, Q3 is the sales on a new launch, and Q4 I'm, I'm actually- yeah. We do something similar. So, yeah, I think- that's a super good strategy and i'm sorry for interrupting i think i wanted to just make emphasis on on the expansion to the launch to multiple marketplaces and the reason why i think it's such an important thing to mention right now is i see this mistake on a daily basis i, I we might we have 
manage so many brands that they come to us and the number one mistake they did that basically brought the business to a, a lower performance overall is that they started selling across all the Amazon marketplaces. They sent inventory all across the globe. They spent PPC on all the countries. It, it became a mess. They didn't have a strategy. So I love that you're pointing that out because I think yeah. it's something people is doing often and is killing their business. Yeah. Oh yeah, and one thing. Sorry, I, 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 you know, I'm, I sometimes brought into situations, and even in Amazon business, one thing I do very well, uh, and many don't, is cut. I like to cut departments, sack people. I like to cut, <laughs> clean out things, not in a mean way because it's yeah. unnecessary baggage, right? Yeah. And people don't understand because we go to so many conferences and there's great providers, there's great logistics, there's great PPC people, and they say expand, expand, expand. Mm. But sometimes if you want to, you've got to cut products. You've got That's to cut right. marketplaces. So when we're doing toys, I cut the whole toys out yeah. in Europe, constantly in America. And then when we're doing pet supplies, cut everything out in just the U.S. market. So because you, there's so much only so much attention and cash flow you can give to one market. So you really need to cut. And it doesn't mean you have best friends with VAs and others. It doesn't mean that you want to show numbers. Sometimes you've got to cut your staff down as well. And expansion is about cutting as well, not just expanding, because cutting means you can focus and expand in one direction. So Love your that. VA can be your best friend, but uh, there's no friends in business, my friend. So cut yeah. them down. Stop using too many people and stop hiring PhDs, MBAs. You're not a focus on efficiency. Focus on an efficiency. Yeah, yeah, and get the right people to get the right talent. So in this expansion stage, I say, look, look at your logistics and ocean shipping, combine them to experiment wisely. Look at your numbers, which markets, make sure you have cash to launch and spend on launch if you're going to go hard in one marketplace. Cut down ASINs and marketplaces if you have to. And if you can't beat some certain competitors, try try to buy them out if you have big enough. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Awesome. Awesome strategy. So. Sometimes, sometimes to get revenue, you have to buy revenue. Yeah, and we see huge companies doing that on a daily basis. So it's part of the business, 100%. Uh, awesome. So I think is so we already covered them is a scale, cash flow, a maintenance and defense, then expansion. Is there anything else you think is key when it comes to risk mitigation as a last point? Yeah, so if you look at the lifelong science uh, of a company, I done it in science, in pharma, and so forth, the last bit is exit. Now, mm. honestly, I haven't done any exits in e commerce. But I've done exit in this in my life a lot, and I have brought companies, sold companies, and lean companies out. I think it comes down to many things. By the way, I hate to say it to people, I think the golden age of selling a company is gone. The good deals you get in e-commerce are gone. People say, For you know, sure. if you got a good brand, you can get good multiple. Those multiples will never be as great as before. Yeah. Maybe it will come back, maybe, but those multiples will not be great. So yeah. you need to sell on the up. People don't understand you got to sell in this curve, not in this curve. People say, I'll go here, then I sell, I go here. No, sell as it's going up because then you entice more people, right? That's right. Uh, and this is when when I go into a, a, a deal, I, I love making deals. I love going. <laughs> I know, I know. I like going in there. I look at certain things the, comp, uh, the competence of who's buying and selling, who's across the table, how clever are they and how their team, right? What's their weakness? What's their portfolio? What's, if you're th selling to aggregator, what's their portfolio? Who, who, who are they? What do they want? Have they sacked people? How, how much money have they raised in seed rounding? 
Do, are they going down? Are they going up compared to competitors? What categories are they doing? Who's the, who's the head of investments? Do they have investment or acquisition history? Who's the head of acquisition? Sorry. What do they do? Take your emotions out. Make sure you have short, medium, and long-term goals in your head. Make sure you have goals you set for this deal. Not X amount of money. What's the least amount of money you get? What's the maximum? And work within that. Take your emotions out of it. I keep telling the people. That's so important. You, emotions. Yeah. If you have 100%. several competitors fighting for your business, let them fight for it. Right? And look at world events and demands. E-commerce is a business. You're a CEO of a business. You've got to read the right news, the right world events. You've got to be on point. If there's something happening, you should know about it in different fields, how the market is fluctuating, because that will have an impact on VCs, banks, debts, aggregators, and your business. So go know your world demand and get out at the right time and know your market. And also, you've got to be savvy. Sometimes if you're going down, you've got to sell. Yeah. And sell quickly and make the money up and launch again or go somewhere else. And don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, 100% on board. I think it, it was important that you mentioned the reality of the market right now because I think a lot of people was expecting the market to keep going up. But the reality is multiples are going down again. We saw everything that's happening with aggregators, uh, Amazon itself. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting what's going to happen in the next 12 months. I think something... We're going to see a huge moment in the e-commerce space. Yeah, I think sure. it's going to be utter carnage. I keep telling people. And, yeah. and also, Make please, things are coming. don't go to a negotiator saying the potential of a brand. I talk to all the brokers, M&A, they're like, the potential of this brand. <laughs> yeah, numbers, yeah. What the last six months, I don't care. What the numbers are in the last three months, what's going on. Potential is not expanding to other marketplaces, expanding to Walmart. That's just bullet points people have copied and pasted from every uh, report. It's, yeah, that's potential for every yeah. company, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't care what your brand is not on Walmart, but your numbers have to speak true. And also, I tell people any field, particularly in uh, products in science, whatnot, everything has a plateau, right? You mm. can never scale, 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 scale. You got to be happy saying, okay, this is the plateau. I'm going to maintain revenue here. Maybe rank it three to eight or one to ten, whatever. Okay, we're going to keep the revenue, we're going to keep profit, lean it out, and go again. Go again, mm. we another product launch or another acquisition. But sometimes you just cannot go this way. And it's if not you reality, think yeah. You go this way, it's not real. And if you think you plateau, sell. If you want to grow again, you acquire again or you launch again. If you don't want to do it, sell on the up. Um, so that's, that's very important. And, 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 you know, some people can be fooled, fooled by potential, but if you're buying on the other side, don't be fooled by potential because the potential is just bullet points copied and pasted. <laughs> Thank you, Pradeep. I mean, amazing advice. That's why I thought it was such a key thing to have you on the podcast because you share so much knowledge. And I like the fact that you use your expertise from other industries and bring it into the Amazon space because a lot of people in the Amazon space that they call themselves gurus, sometimes they become a tunnel vision because they just know Amazon and they don't know the reality side of Amazon. And well, I think when you, Amazon. you understand. Yeah. yeah, it's any field. Once you're in it, you get influenced by the data around you, people That's around right. you, and you get tunnel vision, right? You need to be open-minded. You need to understand what is happening also side of Amazon because just as you explained, it, it affects your business. So yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Okay. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Well, maybe we can pick up one topic and then go hard again on this one. Yeah. Topic. 
Mexico. What yeah, I mean, for sure, I'm going to have you many more times. I mean, we, we have so many topics that we've been discussing also in person that we need to bring to our audience. So definitely looking forward to it. But for now, I want to give you uh, my thanks for being here. It's a pleasure. I'm pretty sure our audience is going to enjoy uh, today's topic. Um, yeah, before we go, can you uh, briefly share with the audience where can people can find you if they want to reach out to you, they want to invite you for a coffee, a beer, whatever, <laughs> how they how they can find you, Freddie? Yeah, it's just Pradeep Kumar Sasidharan. I go by my Instagram. It's PK Sasidharan. Type on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. My name, you see it. I'll come up uh, and just, you know, I always say my motto is help and serve. So I'm here to help and serve. Like, I, I, on a routine basis, I'm just giving free advice around talking to people. Yeah. That's what I love doing. I love if it. I can open someone's possibility and eyes to limits and the limitation and taking risk, I've done my job. I'm very happy. Awesome. Um, awesome. So, yeah, reach out to me, guys. Great. So, well, yeah, thank you. Very... Yeah, thank you, man. So let's keep in touch, okay? Thank you very much for being here. Thank you it's very much, Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.